This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Star Wars Through the Ages, a positive podcast for pod people by pod people. This podcast examines why we love Star Wars, the amazing space odyssey. We will look in depth at the way it binds the galaxy and us together through its timeline and ours. I'm your host, Charlie Skywalker. Thanks for joining me. Now sit back and relax as we explore Star Wars through the ages. All wings report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. Lock air spoils in attack position. Good morning, good afternoon, good day, good evening, wherever you are listening to this. I'm hoping that everything is working and uh, everyone is having a great day. Uh, Welcome to Star Wars Through the Ages. And there's a picture on the screen uh, for those of you that are in the YouTube chat. I just wanted to honor my mom that passed away. And last week was uh, we had her funeral, uh, but she always encouraged us uh, kids to dream, to be creative and to really push on through and to make sure that everything happens there. Now, do the best that we can. And uh, no matter what, she'd be proud of us. So I wanted to put that on there. But yes, it is Friday morning uh, here in roswell new mexico uh it is uh it's a wonderful day it is already 85 degrees outside uh so it's going to be uh nice and uh toasty today uh so hey how's everybody doing uh good morning mr rez good morning rachel yes i saw that you were thirsty. uh but as always things carry on we uh, we plug away um uh, So, uh, first, as always, the news. Hello there. Rancho Obi-Wan, the Guinness World Records certified largest Star Wars memorabilia collection. Located in Petaluma, California, featuring the collection of super collector, author, and Star Wars fan ambassador Steve Sansweet. The most powerful Jedi ever. Visit RanchoObiWan.org and subscribe to the Rancho Obi-Wan Virtual Museum. A fun, authentic fan experience featuring rare photos, videos, Steve Sansweet Q&As, virtual tours of the museum, exclusive behind-the-scenes stories and information, and so much more. Plus, your subscription helps ensure the future of the museum. It's the Rancho Obi-Wan Virtual Museum. Subscribe now at RanchoObiWan.org. Get tons of cool perks, information, and history of Star Wars collecting from the man who knows it best, Steve Sansui, while contributing to the preservation of the world's largest Star Wars memorabilia collection. RanchoObiWan.org Today at Far Far Away News, they have a lot of articles about the uh, 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, They have uh, a lot of things in there as far as original content. 
they cover a Thrawn book review uh, that's on the front page today. Uh, the quote of the day, I don't know. One chapter has closed for you, Ezra Bridger. This is a new day, a new beginning. Fulcrum. And of course, on this day in Star Wars history, Gareth er Edwards and Gary Whitta are announced as the director and screenwriter, respectively, for Star Wars stand standalone film set to be released in December 16th, 2016. So that's the news for today. All right, let me get that out of there. And there we go. All right. So, yeah, like I said, it's been an interesting uh, last week. Uh, I really didn't get a whole lot of Star Wars in, uh, but uh, family first, as everyone says. Um, but uh, today in uh, Star Wars a Therapy, we are going to cover fandom. Fandom happens in all aspects uh, we have a lot of different ways that we express uh, our fandom. Uh, and in that, I also have a special guest that I'm going to bring on. And my special guest today is Ross Sambridge. Hello, Ross. How are you? Hi. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How you doing? Oh, you know what? It's, uh, it's going to be a great day. It's a great day to talk Star Wars and... Uh, and everything, man, it's just, it's a pleasure to finally, uh, get a chance to talk to you face to face rather than, uh, than just typing back and forth. We've been typing back and forth for a while now. So, uh, I'm glad yeah. to get this opportunity. Well, it's great to be on your show. So thank you very much indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I said, uh, uh, I do a, a series here that's called uh, Star Wars A Therapy. Uh, there's a lot of things in my life that uh, that have kind of gone sideways, uh, you know, here and there. But my main anchor point uh, is uh, is Star Wars. And um, from our discussions, it seems like you were a, a pretty good Star Wars fan yourself. And we share a lot of uh, similar aspects there. Uh, so what, what's your earliest star Wars memory? Well, I think like a lot of people when they're, uh, six or seven and they get to see new hope, uh, on the television, uh, probably around Christmas or Easter time. And, uh, you just sit there and you're in awe really. You haven't seen anything like this before. Um, and, you just it's the first time I think the first time you watch it watch it, it just it just naturally flows and then you then you maybe watch it again and you really get into the more of the characters and every time you watch it there's always something new to watch. And then um, and then they bring out Empire Strikes Back and uh, uh, and even and then Return of the Jedi. So I think just just watching the whole lot together is just fantastic. Um so and then obviously you collect the toys and the memorabilia and the pictures and the posters. And when you're at school, people are quoting the films in the playground. And so it's, I don't think there's ever been any other films as, as like that, as in-depth like that, really. Um, so that's when I first got into it. I was like, you know, of course, I, I, I try to emulate those characters and things and uh, play with friends and uh, 
the arguments of who, which characters we want to be and uh, maybe fighting and everything else. But that's what the film's all about. It's all about imagination. It's, about, it's all about telling your own story. So, yeah, I guess that's my first sort of memory of uh, the actual films. Yeah, see, and that's uh, that's awesome because uh, just like you said, I, I started off uh, with, uh, with A New Hope uh, and that just ushered in a, uh, a new creative fantastical side that no matter what I was doing, uh, it always came to the forefront, whether I was just playing with Legos and building, trying to build my, you know, before they came out with the Lego kits, you know, try to build your own star destroyers or vehicles and, um, it's a lot harder, isn't it? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It's uh, you know, it never you know, it was always a little off center, a little off to the side, and colors never matched. And uh, so your, but, imagination, your imagination made it work. You see, it oh, was in your head. You know, it might look like a pile of rubbish in front of you, but it was actually a Death Star you were building. You know, it might have looked square, but it was definitely round in your head. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then, you know, came the figures and I would have, um, we had an abandoned lot next door to our house and I would have battles between Star Wars figures and G.I. Joe figures. Wow. And yeah. uh, at the time, fireworks weren't illegal and any kid could go to the you know drugstore and buy, you know, uh, some black cats. And so I would set them up all around and, you know, in the dirt and just would blow up all these figures and Whoever had the most uh, whole figures left was who won who won the war that day. So, and it was uh, a story that you know, thirty years later, all these little figures are worth so much money. Oh, uh, if I if, if I had only half the the collection that uh, that I had, uh, I would take my uh, Darth Vader carrying case to uh, to Sears because that was the closest place to get. Uh, any of the figures and I would take an inventory. All right. I have this one, this one, and this one, I need to buy this one, this one. And they weren't that expensive uh, at the time. Uh, and, and so I would walk into the store and immediately I'd come back to the car and I'd rip open the, the packaging and put the figures back into the case where they belonged. Now, if I had known now, I would, you know, the, the, I would have vacuum sealed. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I've, I've, still, I've still kept them. I mean, I've, I've still got a few original uh, figures. I think, I think most of them come from the uh, Return of the Jedi. But I've still got a Rancor. Still got a Rancor. Still got uh, you know a, a, a I think it's an eighty-three model of uh, Chewbacca, um, and, uh, and a few other little like Luke Skywalker. I think I, I, think I obtained a uh, an original Darth Vader as well with the flip out. Um, uh, lightsaber, the orange flip out uh, lightsaber. The so, one in the arm, yeah. In the arm, yeah. Which when when I, when they when they first came out, and I was like, I was like, what the? Uh, so so I was born in '69, sort of uh, six or seven, I guess. And you start playing them, and they just end up breaking. You know, they lose the cape, and then the the the, the flip out thing would fall off, and you just end up just having him just holding a, a candle or something. <laughs> uh, I've still got him, but then I did a convention and they were selling these little ones in, in packets. And I thought, well, okay, there's five pounds. I'll, uh, I'll just buy myself a little figure. And then, um, yeah. And I know I'm 41, 
but it doesn't matter. Age, age has nothing to do with it when you when when it when it comes to Star Wars. So you can be 51, 41, 31, 11, whatever, and uh, you know. So nobody should frown at you when you were uh, when you want to buy a Darth Vader. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. I um, I'll be 45 this year, and uh, you know, it, I don't mind going down to the store and buying a Star Wars figure or um, a Lego kit. And you know, the you know, the clerk asks you, "Oh, is that for your kid?" No, that's for me. Nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got enough, you know, he, it's got enough toys. I'll, I'll, I want it for me. Right? Yeah. It's uh, so. But uh, so you mentioned you mentioned collecting. Yeah. Uh, so, other than figures, is there any anything else that you collect from uh, from Star Wars? Well, I, because of having lucky enough to uh, be invited to Comic Cons, when you um, are sitting there with your fellow Star Wars actors or, or other film actors, uh, you kind of get their autographs. So, I've, I've kind of been collecting a few uh, of my favourite autographs, that sort of thing, and. Um, so no, I, I do collect them. I collect some um, some posters, uh, some kind of pictures. Just um, looking around the room, I'm just yeah, just, it's mainly it's mainly the Star Wars. Mainly Star Wars is all like the kind of uh, the big thing. Um, but yeah, you know, just I guess the autographs are the main things that I collect now. Uh, I've got many, many, many pictures and not enough wall to put them on. So. <laughs> That yeah, that, and that that's cool. There's uh, there's just something about an autograph uh, that is uh, I don't I don't know. It's special. Hmm. It's uh, uh, and I don't have very many autographs um, for I don't I don't know if I have I have one autograph from uh, from Star Wars uh, uh, from an actor in Star Wars, and uh, that was. Um, Dominic Pace that was in the Mandalorian, uh, and but I have other autographs from uh, wrestlers uh, that I've met. From uh, uh, I'm a big sports fan, so I have a, f- uh, a few uh, sports autographs uh, uh, that I really enjoy. But yeah, there's just something something personal about ha- having someone sign something. Uh, that yeah, it's just uh, it's almost beyond words. Uh, yeah, I'm also a I'm quite a big horror fan as well. Uh, hmm. So um, I was lucky enough to meet uh, Tobe Hopper, who played uh, one of the Jasons, and mm-hmm. uh, he had a photograph with me and um, Attila Badger played uh, Sagwa, and um, it was in the middle of us, and he said, "Oh, take a photograph of us three together." He managed to get the photograph. He did. He did do an autograph for me, and uh, it was just it's, just. it's great. It's nice. It's um. It's just as I say, the people you meet are mostly 99 percent of the time are really, really lovely, and they're happy to do a, a signature for you. And it's um. Yeah, it's just it's a nice feeling to have it on your wall and say, "Well, I was there when he did that for me. I was his lovely guy to meet and a lovely, lovely person to meet, and mm-hmm. just yeah, it just." It's good. So that's why I mean that's why I love um, doing autographs of people because you get to meet the fans and they and they get to meet the person who either play the character and it just makes the whole process just a more there's a lot more there's a lot of longevity to it than just than just watching a film. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, do you have a favorite Star Wars film? Oh, I can't really quote the own, can I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd be biased if I said it was uh, La Roche or Solo. Um, see, I like them all. I like them all. Uh, yeah, that's a know, very I, valid I, answer. There's, there's, there's elements in each, each one that stand out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes them the films that they are. For me, so I can't really just go. Oh, I have that one over this something. I can't. I can't choose Empire over New Hope, for instance. It's just not the, the way I, the way I think. So it's each, every, all nine of them, plus the uh, these uh, side ones are um, great. The Solo's very good. I mean, I, I mean, I really, really enjoy Solo and the Last Jedi. You know, they were they were brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the way that I, uh, I mean, I love all of them, and, you know, I'll watch any of them uh, at any time. Uh, I Normally, if I do a ranking, uh, it's whatever movie I watched last is the one that's normally on the top, and then uh, that's just because I just saw it. And uh, so I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I love all of them. Uh, you know, it's, there's certain aspects of some of them I don't like, there's a lot more aspects of all of them that I do like, uh, you know, from just background things to uh, to just, you know, uh, on screen camera stuff that, uh, you know, that just jump out to everybody. You know, I, I, there's always to, something to find and something to love in all of these series. So. So, do you, um uh, apart from movies, do you read any of the books? Do you watch like um, the Mandalorian series, the Clone Wars, any of the animated stuff? Yeah, no, I've I've, I've seen uh, a, few of the, a few of the episodes of the Clone Wars and uh, the animated uh, the animated stuff. And the and then for the Mandalorian, I've seen a couple of episodes. I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen the first series yet uh, in total. Entirety. So I know it's. Um, yeah, I think it harks back to uh, the more um, live action. Live action, but there's, there's, you can tell with the Mandalorian, there's less CGI uh, stuff in it than it's like. It's a bit like New Hope. How how the effects of the original New Hope before mm-hmm. the late the CGI stuff to put on top. So it's kind of the old school type of stuff there, which which is which is great. Um, you know, as I say, I haven't really seen all the Mandalorian yet. I really must watch it to uh, catch up with everybody else. I feel kind of bad well, that I, I haven't th- seen it all. <laughs> well, I think you guys got it later than we did here in the States. Uh, but it, yeah, it is a, a, a fantastic series uh, that I like. Uh, and you're correct. It's, uh, it, it has a little bit of everything in there. Uh, it does have a few CGI uh, things, but uh, they really went back to that practical effects that yeah. uh, made everything seem so much more believable uh, than, uh, you know, uh, than, oh, yeah, that's CGI. We know that's CGI. And, you know, it's like it, it gets to a point of, well, what's real and what's just, you know, what's computer well, you, graphics. You, you, say, you say what's real. I mean, I, I saw, I think, I'm sure, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's a documentary about it. And they filmed it all in a studio, and they had like the mountains and everything was on a big video screen, 
in mm. front of them. So it's all in-house, or most of it's in-house. So, which I think is in, incredible uh, visual effects to do. Uh, it's amazing what you can do nowadays. You can bring yeah, that outside I, in. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, if you think of, I mean, uh, I remember some of the documentary stuff that they had for uh, A New Hope when they went to Tanzania to uh, to shoot the scenes and, you know, the dust storms and just the hot weather and, uh, you know, it put a lot of delays on it. Well, now they could take pictures of it, put on a, a, you know, an LED board and make it look like that you're really there and you're in the comfort of a studio. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So you've you've made mention a couple of times uh, of um, getting into Star Wars movies and being in uh, a couple of the Star Wars movies. Oh, I'm so I mentioned that. I do apologize. Just just a little, just a little, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and that's that's that that is super cool. How did you get? I mean, all right. So were you an actor uh, before? The, uh, the the Star Wars movies, or did you, or was that what really started your career? Um, I've done some acting uh, work beforehand. I've done a couple of TV programs in, in the United Kingdom. Um, uh, but uh, I guess Star Wars is probably the biggest thing I've, I've done. Um, back, in, back in 2014, uh, I joined an agency. They were looking for very, very tall people to join up, so I did and um, got put forward for uh, The Force Awakens. Um, did that as I, I went to the audition for that. Um, didn't get it, so I went down the fitting and it turned out to be Star Wars. Uh, it turned out to be The Last Jedi. So as I, uh, if I hadn't joined this company, then um, I don't think I would have been on Star Wars, to be honest. Uh, so I've got, I've got that company to, to thank a lot. So. Um, I don't know if I can mention the uh, company on here, if that's all right. Uh, yeah, uh, you can mention uh, it's, anything. It's, it's, uh, it's so, so small. It's uh, uh, a, a, a short and tall car, um, casting agency, and they're fantastic. They're based in Wales, um, but they're brilliant. And it's uh, helmed by a, a, a lady called Lisa Rosman. So I've got a lot, a lot to thank her for that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, b- beforehand, uh, before we went live, you and I were uh, were chatting, and uh, I had uh, was telling you that uh, you know your name just really sounded familiar when uh, when it was uh, brought up, uh, and I had uh, just not too long ago, within a few months ago, had watched the documentary that you were in. Um, yeah. And uh, did you want to talk about that for a little bit? Oh, don't mind. Uh, so, it's, uh, so the documentary was called Super Human Giants, and uh, about 13 years ago it came out now, uh, so 2007, and um, it was brought about because uh, I'm a member of the Tall Persons Club, United Kingdom, and they just wanted some tall people to be on it, uh, to uh, be part of the documentary because um, the late Chris Greener, uh, his height was seven foot six, and his height had been overtaken by now sadly a late guy called uh, Neil Pingleton, uh, who was seven foot seven. And uh, so they just wanted to talk about uh, being tall, uh, what the sort of effects growing up 
being tall in 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 that in, in today's society, and um, it it did kind of like answer a good, good few questions that people thought, well, he's tall, he's he stands out, but not necessarily for the right reasons. But we made sure that people could understand that being tall, short, fat, thin, it doesn't matter. We're all exactly the same, and we're on this earth. Yeah, we're all just all people. We're all literally equal to each other. It's just with some of us are taller, some of us are shorter, and and likewise. So you did help in that matter. It's just a shame that uh, Chris and uh, Neil are sadly not with us anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, the I have met now the uh, now the new the, the new uh, person in Britain, a guy called Paul Sturgis, and uh, yeah, he makes me look short. So. Uh, <laughs> but no, he's, he's a lovely guy too. So. Mm-hmm. And he's actually on the uh, on the same uh, casting agency as well. So it's lovely. They look like a lot of the, uh, the Star Wars actors as well, actually. So, good. so uh, yeah, that's... So it, was good, it was a good documentary to do, and I'm, 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 so, I'm so glad it still gets aired. So I still get people even coming up to me going, oh, I saw you on the telly. And you know, I said, yeah, you've, you've changed a bit. And I said, well, it has been 13 years ago. And they said, no, no, I only saw it last night. So, you know, it's just, it was, uh, I say, it's good to do at the time. And, uh, yeah. I think I watched it on YouTube. I love documentaries. So I just type in uh, documentary in the search bar and it pulls up a list of them and I just press play and I listen to that as uh, you know, the way that I work. Uh, I do drafting and engineering for an oil and gas company. Uh, and so what I normally what I do is I'll be working on my computer and I'll have my headphones on and I just I can listen to that and separate and just not really think about work and just get it done. And that's when that popped up was uh, was there. Uh, and I, occasionally I'll, uh, I'll switch over to YouTube. I'll take a break from work and just, and watch the thing. And, uh, I was so, uh, taken in with that episode, uh, that, uh, and, and you know, that, you know, when, when your name was brought up, I was like, oh yeah, that, oh, it's so sure cool. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that's that great. That's cool. Uh, um, the same, the same year, I must say the same year, um, I was actually, see, it kind of connects with Star Wars in a way because um, it was the 30th anniversary of Star Wars and um, I was living in Bristol and uh, there was a memorabilia shop uh, who had invited Peter Mayhew and his wife Angie uh, down uh, to do some signing and um, they I popped in and they said, oh, you're very tall. Um, are you local? I said, well, yeah, I live around the corner. I said, well, we've got this, uh, we've got this event coming on next week and um, we've got Peter Mayhew coming down. Um, there's need someone to play Chewbacca. And uh, before they said anything else, I said, yes, I'll do it. Uh, so <laughs> I just said, yes, I'll be fine. So I got to actually uh, dress up as um, uh, in, a, in a Chewbacca costume and uh, walk around and have photographs taken with members of the public and uh, Peter was there signing and um, yes it was lovely it was a fantastic thing to be a part of and I just thought well if that's as close as uh, being in do with Star Wars then I'll buy a happy van um, yeah. 
Well, as fortune have it, that's that wouldn't be the last time that you put on a Wookiee suit. No, no, I, I say I was, I've been very, very lucky and very fortunate. And uh, it's, uh, I say, working on uh, The Last Jedi, that's, that's always going to be with me. But working on Solo, being, because uh, I said, you know, going back to uh, watching uh, Chewbacca on screen as a seven-year-old, thinking this this the sort of thing I want to do, I want to get into some form of acting or I could be an actor, I'd love to be on Star Wars, I'd love to do this all thing. And um, so yes, putting that Wookiee suit on for the very first time, becoming what I always wanted it to be, I don't think they could actually, I don't think they've actually made up a word to, to describe the feeling I had. It was just, well, pure joy and pure uh, exhilarance. I just, I couldn't believe, I, I couldn't stop laughing and smiling under the mask. I, it was just, loving every single second of it and i'm sure i can speak to the other guy uh, um, for attila and for paul davis and uh, matt tyler who were the other um wookie slaves on solo um I'm, i i guess that every single day they were smiling too and they've become their brothers wookie brothers on the screen and also off 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 the film as well and i'm still in contact with them as well so it's lovely being a part of all that union together. Uh, that and I've got that's a, awesome. I mean, uh, behind me. Thank you. Just got it. Uh, picture behind me has got um, us three together uh, on the set. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So that's actually from the book. Um, the solo making a solo book. So uh, yeah. So I was just, uh, as I said, it's um, sharing such a uh, fantastic, sorry, sharing a fantastic uh, experience is just something that will always stay with me. So, yeah. That's, uh, it, it kind of uh, touches on a question that, uh, uh, that was asked. Uh, I put out uh, a few feelers, uh, you know, I'm part of a, um, a network of podcasters that uh, we uh, we always collaborate together. We throw ideas back and forth, and we ask questions. You know, when we have guests on, you know, hey, I have uh, you know have this guest coming on. You know, any questions that you would like, uh, you know, you know, like to uh, ask. And uh, one of them was uh, from Ro from the Scarif podcast, and uh, he asked, you know, uh, how or what does it feel like? to now be part of the Star Wars universe. Uh, you know, not just as a fan, but as uh, a, a creator, because you really did, you created a character and brought that to life on screen. So how, how does that feel? Uh, well, it feels absolutely wonderful, to be honest. Uh, I think how I can um, really answer this question is when I going back to the last Jedi for a second when I was sitting on the throne for the very first time and um, seeing all the crew and then uh, seeing Adam Driver uh, come on the set and Daisy Ridley and uh, and then meeting Andy Serkis and just just sitting there just sitting there in all in the gold robes 
and I'm going, oh my god, I'm on Star Wars. This is Star Wars. And I had to try and get out of my head. Well, I'm actually doing a job. I like to just think that, okay, this is Star Wars, yes, okay. But don't let it show on your face that you're extremely excited that this is Star Wars. You have to pretend you're actually, I don't know, doing something else completely so you can just focus on what you're doing. But it's extremely hard, you know. Um, so, and then the following year, um, running around uh, Kessel as a Wookiee, you just you try not to stop yourself and going, okay, am I really here? Am I really, I have to pinch myself to, uh, you know, I'm actually doing this. So it is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And every day, every day was a joy. I know it's cliche, but every day was a joy to be on there. And you meet so many people, you get to, sit and talk with so many uh, other actors who've been in the industry a lot longer than you have and they've done a heck of a lot of more stuff than you and it's just fascinating uh, it's, it's, a, it's literally a dream come true um, so that's the that's how i that's how i feel i'm i'm sure that's the feeling for a lot of other people as well that's and yeah i, I can uh, only imagine there's uh, there's a scene in Solo, and I believe it's uh, a scene that you're front and center on. And uh, the, the slaves have just been liberated, and uh, you guys come running out of, uh, uh, I guess the the big the large door, and it kind of pans back. And I believe it's you that's there in the center, and you kind of raise your hands and uh it's like a triumph scene and right uh, I, 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 because there are there's two of us there's myself and paul that ran out first mm -hmm. and paul is the paul is the um yellowy fair skinned uh wookie carrying a drill okay so there's that bit and then i'm i'm Zeki's right of him uh yeah. coming out <laughs> i remember correctly um it, yeah so then you've got a few slaves, and then you've got um, Chewbacca. So you've got Sugwa, then you've got Chewbacca, and then you've got another Wookiee, uh, Matt. So it all depends on which one you mean. But it, I mean, we all we all were all we were all roaring, and it's like escaping and like you know we you know, escaping our captors, captors and stuff. And so it could have easily been um, either myself or uh, one of the other guys. But um, yeah, it it really really depends on what version of the film you see as well, because a lot of well, the other things got cut, so it all depends really hmm. on whereabouts it is. But I imagine it might have been mine. It might be me. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I saw it pointed out on. Uh, I think I thought you had it circled where you know it was a picture and it showed you know that you know you had circled that this was you uh, on there. So I was like, uh, it was a still. Then oh, I went I back. Sorry. Yes. You mean I do apologize. Yes. Um, Yes, uh, on on my Twitter uh, page. Yes, you mean? Yes, yes, I do apologise. Yes, no, um, yeah, no, that 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 is that is me that's behind uh, Paul um, running out. Yes, and we are, as I say, we are being liberated, and it's all like, hey, we're we're all we're all yeah. out. Um, but yeah, no, it was just the fact that that, that was just saying the fact that thirteen, oh, sorry, uh, Ten years, ten years prior to that, I was dressed as uh, as Chewbacca, and then that that was a dream. And then, you know, live, you know just say keep hold of your dreams, and these will happen. And then say yes, it was a dream come true. The fact that um, 
that I was actually a Wookiee on screen. You know, so. Yeah. That that's. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I just um, when I when I look at it, it's just uh, that liberation uh, just could have so much meaning, uh, especially for uh, tall actors. Um, and this kind of goes back to the documentary uh, the about uh, uh, you guys uh, and like questions that you're asked and uh, and the things that you have to go through uh, daily basis that you know it's just you you come you come out of uh, of this and you just get that celebration. You know, think it just—I mean—it's so profound, uh, and, and yeah, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to to have that moment. Well, um, you know, I, I, I didn't realize it could be meaning that as well. I suppose yes, you're right. It, uh, cause we do get a lot of um, comments about our heights, and and a lot of it is just rubbish uh, that they spout. Uh, so, I mean, some comments are, are nice. It's, I know he must be really a nice being tall, and you think, well, actually, yeah, he, he is good being tall. I like being tall. I prefer being tall than being shorter. But growing up, when I was uh, when I was ten years old, I was already five at ten, so a lot of I was a lot taller than most of my friends, and in fact, some of the teachers at school. So obviously, I would stand out, and you, you'd get your uh, not very nice people saying horrible comments to you and it would make you feel that you um you feel enclosed and you, you feel sort of like well should i be this tall uh, should i be who i am and you make you feel worse for yourself um, and you shouldn't listen to it it's hard not to listen to it because they get bombardment every day uh, in some cases um so the fact that i can now turn around and say look you know my height has helped me get these roles in Star Wars and it's helped me get me roles in other films and TV stuff, uh, TV work, um, then I should, it's something to be proud of. And uh, if you have a problem, then it's your problem, it's not mine. I'm not going to worry about you if you uh, give me bad bad comments and things, you know, I, I just literally write a bug. Um, I'm kind of afraid the system it is what it is, you know. I'm happy to be the, the, the tall, uh, how tall I am, and if, if it gives if it gives people confidence to go out there and say, no, well, I'm I'm taller than average. I'm taller than my friends. Um, you know, if, if he can do it, then why can't I? So if I can help one person, then I've done a great, then I've done a good job. But saying that, it'll be, it'll be saying about the, the height, my um, again, going back to uh, Snow Chris, I think um, mm-hmm. I've got a slight curvature of the spine. And um, I thought I wouldn't be able to get the role. I, I um, and I was sitting in the throne, and I distinctively remember uh, the AD going over to Ryan Johnson and saying, "Ross has got a uh, curvature of the spine. Does that matter?" And Ryan said, "Oh no, don't worry. We'll give Snuffy curvature." So I changed the actual body shape of the character uh, to compensate the the, the, the curvature. Um, so that's something for me to be like, okay, you know what, if you've got a coach, you don't let it, don't let it stop you, what you want to do, it didn't, it didn't stop me, you know, in fact, it added, added to the character. So, and now that character's got a 
piece of me for all eternity. Uh, and even all the like the figures, uh, like the Black Series figures, Elite figures, the illustrations, anything to do with Snoke, has always got a curvature, and that curvature is my curvature. You know, so you know, and this so that's fantastic. So again, wow. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are and what shape you are. Don't let that stop you from doing what you want to do. Yeah. And I've met a good few people with the same sort of character and they're, they're going, you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to get on. And then I explain that to them and they say, well, then they go, well, thank you. That's actually made me feel a whole heap better. And they give them confidence. So it's just great. It's great to give back. And it's great to uh, be, you know, part yeah, really making history. I was there. Yeah. Cool. That yeah, wow, that's just that's amazing, and yeah, wow, that's uh, and I know that, uh, and I've uh, I've met and talked to a couple of other actors and how they always leave, uh, you know, a bit of themselves in the role, uh, but it's that's that's even above and beyond you know uh just you know uh, a glimpse into a person and having that mark on them uh but to have it reflect physically wow that's that that's mm. mind-blowing uh yeah it's um it's, it's been stated that uh that uh he made it he may start to have that more of a loof sort of um creepy type of type of feel uh so Okay, I mean, I'm not no way near my creepy or anything like that, but it's just if it adds if it adds to the uh, characterization of the of the character, then uh, then so be it, and it's fantastic. And, yeah, so it's just cool. It's a it's a really good feeling that um, that after all these years of having um, a character, because my spine grew quite a fast rate than the rest of my body did, and and that's why that's what caused it. And probably the fact I didn't. I didn't stand up straight enough as much as I used to, and I always remember my mum and dad always saying to me, you know, stand up straight, Ross, that sort of stuff, you know, that would be curvature. And okay, I did, um, but it's, uh, I guess if I didn't have the curvature, then, wouldn't I, wouldn't, then the snow would have been, wouldn't have been, would have different. So, here we are. So uh, another question that was asked was uh, a question uh, from my daughter. And she was curious about uh, the Wookiee suit, okay. and uh, she w- she wanted to know uh, how hot is it in that Wookiee suit. Well, firstly, what's your daughter's name? Uh, Kalia. Ah, hi, hi, Kalia. Lovely to meet you. Um, right, and thank you for a great uh, question. So you say uh, how hot it is? How hot? Is it in where you are at the moment, Charlie? Uh, yeah, I guess she's just, uh, she likes to do a lot of uh, different uh, costuming and design and uh, clothing design. And a lot of things that she does and that she puts on, she's, uh, you know, oh, it's so hot, it's so hot. And then uh, she had just actually just watched all of the Star Wars movies. And I said, uh, you know, it's like, if you could ask, you know, someone that, you know, played a Wookiee or played uh, Snoke, what question would you ask? And she said, 
how hot is it in that suit? Because when I make clothes, sometimes it's really hot in there. Well, I was, yeah, I the same. If you uh, think about the temperature outside where you are, uh, which is you know, pretty, it's quite warm, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Well, it was it was a kind of like a weather like this uh, on the set, and we were wearing basically thermal thermal jumpers. Um, it was very very hot indeed. Uh, the fur was made um, mostly out of uh, synthetic hair, uh, but there were parts of it that were made out of yak hair. Um, so it was it was it was hot to wear. It was hot to wear, but you know you're working with Anthony Daniels, who was C. Uh, Prepio, and he was wearing that in Tunisia. So you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't really it doesn't really compete. So. Um, Yes, it was very, very hot indeed to, to wear the suits in, um, you, you, especially when you're running around and you're fighting or picking things up. It's, but it's, um, you know, you get, you get your water, your water, you get your fan in there and uh, you, know, you get moments where you take the head off and you can wipe your brow a bit and, you know, uh, just try and keep cool as you can and put the head back on again and you do your thing and so you know, it's manageable heat, but yes, it was very, very hot outside. Inside the actual mines, uh, it was like wearing a jumper in a uh, sauna. Um, <laughs> a woolly, <laughs> woolly roll neck uh, jumper in a sauna. Uh, and but the thing is that you're, you know, you're, like you said earlier, you're creating movie magic in history. So really, you just sort of like you just literally bear it and we go. Now what we're doing this for the greater good, and it's going to be fantastic. And here we are running around as Wookies. So, yeah, you know, who who can really say that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> not many people can say that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's it's just fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I, I know that uh, Wookies have their own language and. I know that uh, I've seen a couple of documentaries where. Um, like when Peter would speak, uh, you know, he would actually say lines in English, uh, and then they would, I guess, go back later and add in, uh, and that is, uh, did they do this, uh, a similar thing for you guys or, uh, or did you actually have to learn some Wookiee and, and, and do that on screen? Well, I think the four of us wanted to try and stay in character as much as we could while we were on the set. Uh, so I think it adds to the uh, realism, I suppose, of the Wookiees. You know, you wouldn't have a... If just spoke in our normal uh, English accent all the time, then uh, it would lose that sort of <laughs> sense of magic, I suppose. I think we just kind of like just try to... Uh, do Wookiee speaking to each other to, to respond to each other and it, it actually made the Wookiee more believable I think as well it, it, it just it, you know um, so you know, obviously when, when we needed to we'd uh, come out of character um, but uh, when, when we did it I mean I I, I harked back to again going back to uh, to 30th anniversary um I was uh, asked to play Chewie. Uh, well, I was walking around, and uh, Peter asked me to come over to him, and I said I did. And he went, "I'll show you how to um, to roar and how to walk like Chewbacca." So 
an older bowcaster and everything, so I was like having having a, a master, uh, the actual, you know, the main the main guy, uh, teaching me how to um, do to be chewy. Uh, so when when it came to uh, doing it in front of um, Don Howard, uh, it was it was just great. It was just great to be. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, other people can do a much better Wookiee rule that sort of stuff. But uh, I, I was taught that um, it's not really out of the mouth. It's actually for them. It's more nasally. Uh, so instead of going, oh, you go, oh, and uh, that's 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 kind of how it goes. Now I know the honest probably does it differently, and um, and probably Peter did too. But it's just because um, it's just how it sounded better for me to do it through, through my nose. So there we are. Oh, that's that's awesome. So, uh, how was it working with? I we had you've had uh, a lot of uh, co-stars that uh, that have really uh, set the mark as far as um, uh, Star Wars uh, acting goes. Uh, I mean, you had uh, you worked with uh, uh, with Jonas. You worked with uh, Adam and Daisy. How how was it working with? You know, uh, uh, I guess a, you know, uh, the, a marquee, you know, name. Or, or I'm sure they're just as normal people as uh, as everyone else. Uh, how was working with, uh, you know, with like the, uh, I don't want to say stars of the show, but because everyone's a star on the show. But, you know, it's uh, how was working that kind of working relationship with them? Well, we were fantastic to work with. I mean, uh, a lot of them um, just enjoy doing what they're doing. Uh, it's, uh, so it's going back to the work, uh, making Star Wars history. It's, it's, it's just it's the magic of it all, really. I think it just gets to everybody, and they become everybody. Everybody. Else, I've never ever ever had any issues working with anybody because they've all been really lovely and friendly and down to earth. And that's the main thing. They're all just kind of okay, you know, I, I'm me, but I'm playing this character. Okay, it's, it's astronomical, uh, the, the actual character, for instance, for uh, Daisy Ridley. Uh, she was uh, a dream, uh, joy, and, a, and so pleasant to work with. And um, so, just an interesting person to talk to. Um, Adam, again, he's, he's, he's a bit more, he's like, he's, I'll put it, uh, when he's in the moment, he's like focused, and he's. But you know, he's again. We had, we had, we had a very small, uh, small chat, and it was, just, it was very nice. And uh, and uh, of course, um, Andy, Andy Circus. Uh, you know, he and I bring in uh, bring in Snow to life. Um, I mean, there was a there was a there was a third person, an older gentleman, uh, for the facial um, uh, references. Um, but uh, yeah, just this is getting Andy and I together to do the walk and how else that was going to move and uh, uh, just to interact. Um, and uh, sorry, someone's coughing in the in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's your daughter, is it? Uh, it? One of them, yeah. She, they're oh. ju- they're just now kind of uh, you know buzzing around the house. It wasn't it wasn't a, fo- a false joke, I promise you. 
Um, so, yes, uh, just bringing bringing uh, Snoopy live and just just talking about his his work and how he's like his motion capture stuff and how he is bringing all all in the limelight was just it was fantastic. So yes, um, working with them, uh, getting to know them uh, you know, briefly, uh, but still having that interaction and just, it's, it's the memories that you they take with you. It's cool. Well, the and I guess the reason why I asked that, and I kind of I already kind of figured the answer uh, what it was going to be, uh, but uh, I love your explanation of it. Uh, to me, uh, the main thing about Star Wars as a whole is Star Wars is family. Oh yes, absolutely. No, yeah, Star Wars is definitely family. Whether you are, uh, you know, a uh, whichever role you're playing, whether you're playing uh, the Empire or you're playing uh, the Rebels or uh, whether you're playing a droid or a Jawa, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. And it is, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's about hope, it's about sacrifice, and it's about family. And and yeah, it, it just hearing you talk about it is just, I mean, it's, it's really, really uh, surreal for me because uh, you've been there on uh, the front lines. It's family for me. And I just sit, sit in, you know, at my desk and talk about it with uh, and geek out over it with, with other people. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's so incredible. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, it is a family. So it's definitely, I mean, I rephrase it, Star Wars is family because, you know, when when I've met fans and I've spoken to them, uh, the fans soon become extended family. And you've got the Star Wars family, you've got your own family, your Star Wars family, and then you've got the extended family with the, with the fans and, and everybody else who really enjoys the films. And I said before earlier that, um, you know, for, the, for these fans, it makes them, their experience of watching the films a whole lot bigger. And, uh, it's 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 fans their imagination as well and they can um go off and have met the Wookiee or have met snow and it stays good and something and i'm not sure it's likewise for the stormtroopers and anybody else um i mean for me I, i've i've now through the conventions i've done i've met uh, a good few friends that were original stormtroopers on uh, new hope and on empire strikes back and I've learned a lot from them as well, um, and uh, it just uh, just it, it, it just stays with you. And the fact that um, you know, when, even if you're worried about something, you can just ring them up and go, "Hey, hey, Chris, how you doing?" Or uh, "Hey, Alan." Or um, you know, it's just and it's just great to uh, have that um, interaction with uh, with friends and family that part of the Star Wars thing because that, that, that's what brings it all together. Star Wars brings everyone together and that's mm -hmm. what makes the family. Um, and also and with that, uh, you get to meet um, the uh, organisations of the um, of the charitable groups as well. And if I can, if I can mention a couple of them that I've worked, worked with, like Vader's Raiders, for instance, they are a costume group based in uh, in like, you know, they raise money for charity and uh, 
let's say if, if they're a pain tackier, people to uh, be surrounded with as well. So, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's and that's why it's a little bit work as a family. Are, are is that um, like part of the file first costuming division, or is that uh, uh, they're, separate? They're, they're they're separate. I mean, they, like, apart from the first, they're all they're great people. When I've, I've done things with them too, but they, I've done a, a good few conventions with Vader's Raiders and uh, uh, run by a guy called uh, Jason Buxton, and um, also this, like, the conventions of that we're, we're going to do this year. But obviously, the, the pandemic uh, happened, and so the pandemic even happened, and. Um, uh, it's going to stop you. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame for, for especially for fans and things, so they can't go out to uh, meet their uh, their uh, character, their, their characters they like on screen. Mm. And, and people play them. Uh, yeah. Uh, another question I have for you is: uh, I know a lot of times uh, after they uh, wrap filming. Um, uh, some people are able to take uh, either props or something special from them, uh, you know, from the movie, like a set or something that they held on to. Um, you worked on two movies. Were you able to get something uh, from uh, either of the movies or, uh, you know, that, uh, that you got to take with you as a uh, memento? Got lots of memories, that's for sure. Lots of memories, lots of, yeah, just, just, <laughs> um, what did, well, I think, I think the thing that I accidentally, I accidentally uh, took with me, and I mean it was actually accident, I forgot I was wearing them still, was, um, there's a, uh, in fact, I was showing her the picture, actually, um, yeah, I, so this is this is a picture of me uh, behind the scenes of when they did the fight sequence. Uh, of uh, so there I am as obvious like this like casual dress of Snoke. Um, mm. Unfortunately, a bit blurry picture, but um, I'm actually wearing blue um, shoe covers because the the floor was really really shiny, and I didn't really want any fingerprint any footprints on the uh, on the glass on the shiny floor. So we was all asked to wear these um, shoe coverings. Uh, so um, after the after the, the, the rehearsal, should we say, or the shoot, um, I just had them on my feet still, and I just walked <laughs> into the back to my change room, and it's like, oh, um, and I just they managed to get inside the trainer. So um, you know, <laughs> uh, that was that one. Um, and also, though, I think uh, oh, I, I, I don't I don't recall anything really. Um, yeah, it's just, maybe maybe an odd loose hair, possibly, uh, but uh, you know that sort of thing. But no, as I say, the, the the fact that I've got that picture, um, a lot of people thought that uh, Snoke was just completely CGI. Uh, so, and it took a lot of not convincing and such, but it, it took a lot of people to think, well, okay, so Andy Serkis was a motion capture, and um, and I was saying to people that yes, I was the only one to actually wear the gold robes. And I go, well, where's, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? And then luckily, um, that picture emerged, and uh, they were like, oh my God, it's actually here. So, yeah. <laughs> so, 
So that, that <laughs> is something that I've, been, that I've taken from the set, you know. So mm. uh, in a way, you know, taken from the set in a way. So uh, yeah, and obviously then any, any like the uh, behind the scenes uh, pictures of uh, of uh, solo. So, again, it's, it's all memories and everything else, and you know, they really can pass on to the fans and people. Well, what's uh, what's next on the horizon for you? Uh, I I mean, I'm not sure if they are. Uh, I know they're doing some live action uh, Star Wars stuff, but is there are uh, any other movies or uh, any other acting jobs that we can look for you in as well? Well, actually, yes, yes. Uh, it uh, will come out on cinema, but again, because of COVID, uh, a lot of cinema stopped. So. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's released on Disney Plus, um, but it's Artemis Fowl. I believe that. Came oh yeah. Out, I believe that came out Wednesday. Uh, so yes. Uh, so that was that was good to do. Uh, it was done a little while ago. Um, but uh, you know, it's Artemis Fowl, uh, and uh, just look out for something tall, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to say. I ain't gonna, I'm, not, I'm not going to tell you uh, what I'm do what I'm doing. Hopefully, it's uh, hopefully it's not on the cutting room floor. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's uh, uh, yeah, and that had a, quite a few uh, Star Wars actors in that as well. So um, but it's completely completely different from Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, no, it was very very fun to do, and I really enjoyed myself on that as well. I know I was I believe I believe it's out here as well. Uh, I was scrolling through the other day and I saw it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's let me put a check mark on it so I can watch it later. Uh, and that's probably something I'll watch with the kids. Uh, so I'll, I'll definitely be on the lookout for you. It's, it's pure fantasy, uh, maybe a little, a little bit dark, you know, but it's uh, it's yeah, it's cool. and and it's got Dame Judi Dench in it as well. And uh, I do have a little story from that, actually, very, very, very quick story with that. So, um, just before we started doing the scene, uh, she's, yeah, she's walking with a, with a helper, and she stops and she says, "How tall are you?" And I said, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm seven one." She went, "You're not seven one. Oh my God, that's very tall. Oh, what a lovely word. What a lovely tall guy you are." <laughs> <laughs> that, was it. That, was, that was my James Bond connection there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, I mean, yeah. Wow, yeah, that's... Uh... I've been very fortunate to be in, 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 in doing some things and uh, to work with uh, many, many lovely people. Um, I, I, I have often enough time to just very quickly tell you about uh, my fame, uh, my, my state, my state, state, state shop, but my, my fang, uh, I, I, I met, I met a certain, uh, Mark Hamill on the set of, of The Lost Jedi, and, uh, it blew my mind, is <laughs> it, all I can say, really, um, I was, uh, sitting, uh, on, on the set, eating my lunch, dressed, dressed, uh, as in the gold robes, making sure I don't get any food on me, and, um, I looked to my left and I just see this gentleman walk on with a very long white beard, uh, carrying a, a little white dog. And um, 
was fantastic. And I actually met uh, Ian McDermott um, recently at a, a, a convention, uh, the, the recent um, uh, MCM uh, Comic Con, and um, I just said to him that uh, I was uh, actually body double for, for Snug, and he said, oh, I'm sorry I destroyed you. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so That's you know, I, uh, <laughs> I got to meet my creator. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there, there's not a lot of movie franchises that, uh, that really allow the uh, character interaction that Star Wars does, uh, whether it's uh, past films or current films or current or uh, future projects, uh, it just seems uh, you know again with that uh, the family uh, aspect of it, it just everyone seems so warm and inviting and willing to uh, stop whatever they're doing at the moment and uh and have a chat even if it's for a minute or two and you know then you know hey you know appreciate it i gotta move on now and you know and then everybody goes on their separate ways and uh yeah it's it's just a, a amazing that uh, uh that we get that sort of interaction uh even just you and i talking uh you know about star wars and sharing star wars experiences uh to me is something that you don't you wouldn't get in uh, another franchise, um, uh, you know, you don't, I don't see a whole lot of, you know, you brought up James Bond, don't, uh, you know, James Bond podcasts. Uh, there, there might be some out there, but it's just not, it doesn't resonate as well as this family does. Uh, you're right. Um, I've been very lucky and fortunate to, uh, to have met um, a, a few of the people from, from James Bond films. Um, well, two of them aren't actually sadly with us anymore, uh, which is uh, Roger Moore and uh, Richard Kill. And um, I mean, I had met, met Roger at a book signing. Uh, we had a very brief chat. Um, but it was just, um, just lovely. I mean, like I say, he, for me, I know I might be controversial, but for me, he, he's my favourite Bond. Uh, you know, other people say Sean Curry, but I think Roger Moore. Um, but I met Richard um, at a similar event, and uh, where we we normally had like five minutes to chat to them, uh, I had nearly twenty minutes uh, chatting to him because we were chatting about being tall and and the like, what it's like being a taller person and, and doing acting in the taller society. And, and, and everything else, and it was really interesting. And it was like, he said, Oh, well, I guess we better go and uh, get a photograph done and everything else. Um, because there's a whole now and a whole lot line, line of people behind you. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it was just nice. It was just, it was, we could talk about more than just James Bond, but what it's like being a, a tall person. And um, no, he's he was a he was a very really gentle soul, he really was a lovely guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Star Wars is, is I think, something that, um, uh, whatever happens, I think Star, Star Wars will always be there. There'll be so many stories and so many uh, different avenues of stories and things uh, for, for time to come yet, so, which is cool, it's great. 
fantastic. It, keep, it keeps everything alive. Um, you know, and I, 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 hope, I hope we haven't seen the last of the Star, uh, Star Wars. It's, you know, I think it'd be nice to see it carry on and carry on. You never know, you might even do what we're on uh, Bond 23. So you never know, it might be Star Wars 23, you know? So you, you never know. Well, we, we definitely need Solo 2. Uh, is uh, is something that I would uh, really push for, um, and uh, hopefully you'll get to uh, reprise your role and uh, and have it be a little more, uh, you know, uh, a little more screen time for you as well. Uh, is uh, you know, it, it, would that be something that you'd be interested in doing? Or well, I mean, obviously, I'd love to um, to be uh, part of. Another another film, or uh, uh, to to be a Wookiee again, it'd be great. Um, let's just see what happens. Really, um, I know there's been a lot of talk and a lot of sort of uh, people wanting it to happen. So it really, is up to up to those who who can, who can do that. Um, but as I say, yes, it would be it'd be lovely to uh, to to do that again. Awesome. Well, um, uh, I think we're getting close to the end of uh, the oh, time here. I, I know. Uh, I would definitely love to have you on again. Uh, oh, I yeah, yeah I, I, I've enjoyed our conversation so much. Oh, I've totally enjoyed uh, it too. It's, it's uh, been fantastic. It's fantastic uh, any, to actually share stories with you as well. It's been, uh, it's been great to... Uh, some, of, some of the things I haven't really spoken to about before, so it's nice to... Um, yeah. Uh, like when uh, when you and I first started talking, uh, I mentioned to you that uh, you know I, I know that you've been in uh, two of the movies, but uh, you know that's not necessarily my goal to talk about that. My main goal is I love hearing Star Wars stories, uh, whether it's. Uh, just from a personal level or from a working, you know, uh, a working uh, point of view. Um, everyone has a Star Wars story and I love hearing it and everyone's experiences. Everyone has different ones uh, from when they were a kid to when they're an adult. And I, I love hearing those personal stories. And thank you very thank much you. for sharing that. No, thank you. Say, uh, Star Wars is, uh, say, I mean, I've done other, other things than Star Wars, but I guess everybody loves uh, Star Wars, which is great. Um, and I've been very fortunate to be a Wookiee, so, um, and obviously it's not, but it's just, for me, yeah, to be part of the uh, Wookiee-verse, if I've got it, um, it's just, it's, it's something that uh, I don't mind ever, I'll never get, I'll never tire of talking about it. and. Uh, it's fantastic to meet guys like people like yourself, and uh, I just hope when um, conventions uh, start up again, it'd be great to uh, meet people in person as well. Mm, absolutely, yeah, that that would be uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, would you like to share how people can get in touch with you, uh, either on Twitter, Instagram, or uh, however uh, you want to? Yeah, uh, well, I'm. Uh, I guess I'm a little bit late to the party, as some people say, but I'm now on Twitter as well. Uh, so uh, my uh, Twitter is uh, at uh, capital W. Uh, 
Ross Snow, but it's uh, but it's spelled Ross as in R O S S, and it's uh, no cause as in so it's Snow and Ross Snow together. So it's a uh, Wookiee, uh, it's W Ross Snow uh, in on Twitter or on Facebook. It's uh, just the name uh, Ross Sandbridge, and uh, they can bring me up there, uh, and then they can ask me what they want, and it's all cool. Absolutely. Again, thank you for taking your afternoon and sharing it with us. Uh, Thank you for uh, letting me show. uh, I say it's fantastic to do these, and uh, I hope maybe to do this again soon. Absolutely. Thanks to uh, everyone that's uh, that's in the live chat for uh, your comments and questions uh, and your points of view. Uh, I really appreciate everyone there. And until uh, next time, uh, may the force be with you. Well, may the force be with you, and uh, we are family.